Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. We doing all right today? All right. Um, so we are in the middle of a series called All In. And actually, we're finishing that. We were going to start a new series today. And then my dad critiqued my message series and told me I needed to change everything. Uh, so I, being a good son, wrote two messages this week instead of just one. Actually, he had some very valid uh, points. And um, as I prayed through uh, those points, I went, he is right. And I knew he was right because I wrote the next message. <laughs> it, it's already videotaped. Don't worry about it. Kevin, we'll cut that out in, the, in post-production, right? Okay, okay thanks. Um, <laughs> that's my father. Anybody who doesn't know that, that's, that's my dad. Uh, so anyway, it's not just some random, random heckler. Uh, so, <laughs> anywho, um, as I prayed through that, I thought, wow, I, I, I need, to, need to do this and uh, work through that. And I knew it was uh, valid because I wrote the second message in, uh, at light speed. Um, and so that's, that's generally like, oh, the Holy Spirit's like, hey, you're going to talk about what I want you to talk about? Here you go, buddy. Um, it's the ones where you're like, that's not what you're supposed to talk about. Like, Why is this taking 20 hours to write this? Because um, you're not supposed to talk about it. And you're not being obedient. Mm. That's a truth for me. Maybe for you, but that's really for me. All right. Anywho, we're finishing this series all in today. And so we're talking about how we jump all in. And we've talked about how we do that with our time management, how we do that with our, our talent management, how we do that with how we conduct ourselves, what that's going to look like. Maybe the pitfalls of when we jump all in and we start bearing fruit, how there's going to be some pushback on our lives, right? We've talked about all these different things. If you've not been here for all these uh, messages, I would encourage you to go back and, and watch or listen to these on our website um, because they really, 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 really encapsulate a lot of who we are as a church and who we're trying to become. And so if you're going, you know, I'm, I just want to get a, a handle on what Short Church of God is about, this is a really, really good series for this, um, for that whole idea. If you have friends that maybe you're inviting to church and you're like, you know what, check out this series. It's, it's really going to kind of show you who our church is and who Pastor Jared is and what that all looks like. So the All In series, I can't recommend enough for you for those aspects. And that's another tool in your tool bag if you start talking to somebody about church. Because a lot of our people that come visit us come from online. Um, or in the Nascarin's case, I like jumped in front of Joy's car and invited her. <sighs> Being creepy worked once, okay? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the people check you out. They'll listen to a couple messages before they walk in the doors. And this is a great place if you have a buddy at work or a friend or, a, or whatever to say, hey, I want you to check this out. And it'll be, be there for you. And so we're dealing with this idea of all in. And something that since the next series is on the fruit of the spirit, fruit has been in my head a lot this past week. And I've watched my three-year-old eat blackberries and blueberries. Have you ever seen a three-year-old eat blackberries or blueberries? That needs to be sold with a pressure washer. 
right? And so I have a tub of blackberries and blueberries up here. And if, if, if Lucy was up here with me, she would dive in and everything in this area would be black and blue. And there would be a huge smile on her face because she loves herself some blackberries and blueberries. And it would be all over her hands. And then you would get to see wherever my daughter traveled, <laughs> right? Um, so it's just the way it goes when you jump all into something as messy as a blackberry or a blueberry or, and you get the, the, the purplish blue stain everywhere um, and you get it all over your fingers and your face and everything. That's what I kind of want us to be thinking about throughout today's message about when we jump all in. Maybe this is what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about a childlike faith is that we're just all in. I don't know any other way except cookie monstering these beautiful berries. I don't know any other way besides cookie monstering this beautiful life-giving faith that God has given us. Is this tracking with me so far? Okay. So what that dovetails in and where I want to go with today is really how are we all in with our time and our resources? How do we manage being all in with our time and our resources? Because the two most precious commodities that we have are my time and my money. These are the things that I work really hard for and I try to guard really well. And so how am I managing these? And then when it comes to the context of the kingdom of God, how am I managing that? And some of us, we don't actually know. We're going, I show up at church on Sunday. I go to a life group every once in a while. That's, that's what I do. What do you mean managing my time and my, my resources? What, what, does that, what does that look like? And so I want to kind of help us be all in. And one of the phrases I love to use when I'm talking about specifically these two huge aspects, our time and our money. Because everyone here, if I said, anybody here would like more time and would like more money, or was like, yes, I would like more time. And that's an easy sales pitch, right? What if I told you? Uh, I'm not selling you anything today, but how do we manage our time? How do we manage our money so that we leverage it the most we possibly can for the kingdom of God? Because what really lasts in this world, lasts for eternity, is what we do for the kingdom of God. Not the toys we buy and not the time we sit on the couch and watch football. I'm sorry, John. That doesn't last forever. All right? But, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? But if we looked at our time, we looked at our resources, but, man, I spend a lot of time at stuff that's going to wind up in the landfill. This Christmas, when we were look, going through uh, what the kids were asking for for Christmas, we went through a separate list. We wrote what they wanted, and we looked at what they'd played with in the last year, what they had actually used in the last year, and said, I don't want to buy landfill fodder. I don't want to buy stuff that's just going to get thrown away. Yes, you wanted that because it had a cool commercial. Because YouTube knew exactly how to market to you, and every five seconds, this widget was popping up in front of your face. That's why you wanted it. You did not want it. You did not actually like it. You don't play with those things anymore, Bowen, but it's got a pretty commercial. I know. Right? So we, we went through that, that idea of what's going to be landfill fodder. Don't you wish you had a parent... <laughs> that looked at your Amazon wish list and was like, that's going to be landfill fodder, Laura. (laughs) Stop buying that junk. You don't need 82 of whatever that is. But it's cute and pretty. I got landfill fodder yesterday. I bought four weddings this summer. 
I, I don't know how that happened, but I'm in four weddings this, this uh, spring and summer. And uh, I bought, I had to buy uh, leather um, suspenders, brown leather suspenders to go with wool pants. Now, wool pants would be wonderful if the wedding was tomorrow. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. Who gets married on Mother's Day? Anyway, I love him. Um, it's Mother's Day in Georgia. <laughs> Somebody please pray for me. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to tell you what. That's some landfill fodder. Never to be worn again, ever again. So somebody's in the market for leather suspenders on May 8th or 9th or whatever it is. Uh, I'll be there on the right time. It's in my calendar. Um, but uh, you know, let, me, let me know. But this is landfill fodder. So what are we doing when we look at our purchases? Are we buying stuff that is landfill fodder? And then we go, oh, I don't have enough money to give to the church. Well, you filled up the landfill just great where you could have been investing in the eternity of children and people and your neighbors and your family, but instead we decided to say, you know what? I like waste management. I want to sponsor them. Also another sentence you'd never think I would, you'd hear me say, uh, but we do this all the time. We need to look at our time and our resources and say, are we actually all in with that? Because this is the last vestige of what we're like, okay, I'm all in at church. I'm going to pay more attention. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take more notes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the next steps guide. I'm going to do a few little things, tweak some things. I'm going to try not to curse as much when I'm on, in traffic and at Highway 55. I'm going I'm to tweak a few things. But don't touch my pocketbook. I don't want to change my behavior in real ways. But if we're going to be all in, we're jumping all the way in, we should look pretty messy. There should be berries all over us. Everything we touch is now stained with being all in for Christ. Are you tracking with me? I know you guys woke up this morning like, you know what? I hope Jared's preaching about money today. <laughs> I, I hope. I know. No, one, no one is going, oh, I really want to talk about money. But if you look at the scripture, the scripture Jesus talks so much about money because he knows this is the roadblock that keeps us from being all in with him. He knows it over and over and over again. So the statement that I wanted to say with your time and your money is this. I don't want something from you. I want something for you. Because not being controlled and having victory over your, your time management and victory over how your money controls you can be the greatest blessing of your life. Kelly's New Year's resolution this year is not to have lists. If you know my wife, you know that is like a, a big thing. She's doing well. Uh, she's doing well. It's already middle of February. There's a women's conference coming up. She doesn't have lists. Now, she's got them all in her head, but they're not written down. They're not on her phone. She's not spending 20 minutes a day obsessing over and color coding. All she's going to listen to this. Uh, the lists in her life. And, and what that is, is, that may sound really counterintuitive for people who are we're talking about time management. Except she spent so much time worrying and getting stressed out about her time management stuff that it was detracting from actually getting stuff done. So if you're addicted to lists, you know what I'm talking about. If you're like, I just need to write one down on a napkin would be a good start for my life. Uh, I, I understand that as well. Um, there's a happy medium in that. But it's really this battle of, of how do I gain control of my time and how I'm using it? How am I using and looking at the resource God has given me, how am I using that? 
So when we look at that, we have to be very, very, very careful. Because I want to be all in. I want it, if, if someone was supposed to do, like, I watched uh, a new newer TV show this week, FBI uh, Most Wanted. I don't know if you've checked this out. Um, it's kind of fun. Uh, but they do this whole huge background check on the person, and they know everything about their social media account, and they know, you know, when what websites you went to, and what your, just everything about you all of a sudden in two seconds. You're like, that's kind of creepy. Uh, but, but if someone was going to do, if I, did, if I got accused of something, and someone was doing a deep dive of my life, would being a Christian even show up on their radar? Well, he went to church once a week. Yeah, there's one hour a week that's unaccounted for. <laughs> right? But that's not, that's not, but if someone was going to do a deep dive, like a, a, a character study on your life, what would be the things that popped out? And so I want to help you kind of do that for yourself um, this week. There's two resources up online right next to the Next Steps Guide. All right, and the link to the GPS assessment. If you haven't taken the GPS assessment yet, please do that. There's been about 18 of you who have participated in that. That is fantastic. I'm looking forward to having more and more of you. If you have problems with that, please contact the office. We'd love to walk you through uh, what that looks like. Um, the two people who said they had problems had actually completed it, so you didn't have problems. Um, you were smarter than you thought you were, so just believe. Um, but the GPS assessment, please take that. Um, it is a pretty thorough um, look at how God has wired you and created you to do amazing things for the kingdom of God. But underneath that today is a, a time management worksheet and a link to a Dave Ramsey, the paper budgeting thing. Thing is a technical term. Um, it's just a sheet. It's a couple of sheets. It walks you through how you budget it. The main thing with Dave Ramsey is this. If you want to do Dave Ramsey, fantastic. There's Crown Financial. There's all kinds of other ones. Pick one and go. But the beautiful thing about this is it takes all, you put everything that you spend and everything that you bring in on a piece of paper and you go through it. And every dollar has a name. If you ever listen to Dave Ramsey on, on uh, the radio, every dollar has a name, right? That's how we try to do that, do church here. Every dollar has a name. Their name is Kendall and Bowen and Hunter, right? That's how, that's how we, that's how I make decisions here. What's going to be the best for these families so that the kingdom of God is, is prevalent and moving in their life. But anyway, I want you to go through those because something amazing happens when you start to look at your financials all on paper and you start to realize and count up how much money you are wasting. Because we always say, I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire. I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. Except when you look at a worksheet where you counted through the hours of 7 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night and you go, whoa, I spent three hours watching TV. But I need that recuperation time. Yes, you may need some time, but you don't need to watch a whole season of Friends because you have it memorized. That is a waste of time, right? We need debrief time. You need moments to let the stress out. I understand that. But we also need to look at how we're leveraging our time and re our resources to, uh, to be all in for Christ. Scripture with me today, Matthew 6, verse 19 to 24. Matthew 6, Matthew 6. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy 
and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Within you is darkness. How great is that dark? Wait, I'm sorry. Full of light. Verse 23. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then light... If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is Jesus. And this cuts us. He talks about this because he sees people. Now money in that day, you didn't really have that much cash, but you had a lot of resources. You had this sheep, you had this, uh, whatever this was, whatever the work of your hands were that you had to leverage. You had this oil, you had this precious resource, whatever it was, you had to re you had to leverage it to get ahead in life. You had to leverage it, whether it's property, leverage it to its max so that you were just above subsistence living. Now for you and for me today, sometimes it feels like we are just in subsistence living. We have enough for today. That's all we got. I don't know how the rent's going to get paid. I don't know how the, the car is going to get to work because there's no gas in it. Like I, we all get there. We've all been there. We've all struggled through that. It's a, it's a character building moment, <laughs> right? But when we look at it, we go, am I, am I living today to be controlled? Are all my thought processes going towards how am I going to make more money? Or is my thought process going to how do I bring glory to God? How do I expand the kingdom of God? How do I bear fruit? There is an all-in choice in that moment. I am either all-in on figuring out how to make money. That is something you can choose to do with your life. Many people around us do that. But as a Christian, when we say we're all in with Jesus, we say, I'm all in to seeing how we expand the kingdom of God. That is a drastically different choice. Our priorities get realigned. How we spend money, our bank account starts to look differently. It just looks different. It doesn't have the power over our soul that it may have had in the past. Being all in with God, making him Lord of our life instead of money gives us a freedom that maybe we've never experienced before. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is hard stuff. It's messy because we need money. Like, everyone likes having roofs over their head, right? We need money. It is a vital resource. But to be all in, to be controlled by money, or to be all in and give lordship of our life to, to God, those is what we can control and how we change the narrative of our life. And so, when you use these tools that I'm asking you to use this week, of time management, and of our resources, of our money, you start to go down and and, and get to identify the places in which I can do better. Because one of the things about, I don't have a quiet time, I don't read the Bible, I I don't pray, I don't have time for that. Not many people 
I don't know if we have this thing in our head where like, one, one excuse is I don't know what to say. Well, until you start, you're not going to ever figure out what to say, right? You never knew what to say to a girl in sixth grade, but you started talking to her. Maybe you did. I don't know. You never knew how to play baseball before, but at some point you put a glove up and it didn't hit you in the face. Right? You don't know what you don't know until you start doing some stuff. God is infinitely patient with you trying to have a relationship with him. You can't say the wrong things. You're not going to offend him. You know, you're like, God, what's up? Bye. That's okay. That's a good place to start. See, that's just like Bowen got his first phone call from a girl last night. And he promptly hung up on her. Uh, which is absolutely hilarious because he thought the girl was calling for Kindle. And he was like, oh, she just called the wrong phone number. And then she called back. And then it was this really awkward, funny conversation. But he still thought it was for Kindle. And I'm like, dude, you need to be nice. And he's like, why? And I'm like, he's not there yet. Cool. Good. Uh, <laughs> also something we're going to cut out in post-production. Uh, so, but there's the thing, like, that's going to, like, you got to learn. You got to, there's something that happens there that you just got to start figuring out stuff. And our conversation with the Lord is like, we stumble through stuff, we stub our toes, we, we bumble through it. We don't know what we're talking about, but guess what? When Lucy starts telling me about her day, that she played this and she did this, I'm hanging on every word. Because it's my child and I love him. Does it affect my day in any way, shape, or form? Is it going to make me like, bring, like, oh, I am smarter now that Lucy told me she played with blocks. Like, there's not value in that except the value of my heart. And when we look at how we talk with God, we need to think about that as well. In our time management, when you say, I don't have, I don't have time to read the Bible or time to, to pray, if you look through your day, you sure have time to check Facebook out. You have time to watch the news. And whatever the Lord's going to download into your heart is infinitely more important than whatever some talking head on CNN or Fox News is going to tell you about. We need to realign our time management priorities. And so by looking at it and, and really looking at how you spend your time, one thing for me is when I start doing that time management like survey and going boom, 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 I realize there is more time in my day than I thought. And I started getting more productive because I'm going, oh, what? oh, 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 I spent way too much time on that thing. That was silly. Why did I do that? Okay, I need to spend more time here. You're telling me I spent 15 minutes with my kids today? Ooh, and don't fudge the numbers. Be honest with yourself. Look at it and go, ooh. And you can start to get, and you, now you know you have a, a, an area which you look at and go, oh, I can look at this and I can get better. I can improve there. We need to take a hard look at our lives and how we spend our time. Because I bet you have more time than you think. And I bet you're using it a little bit more inappropriately than you think so too. Same goes for our money. We put, do the Dave Ramsey thing and you put every dollar down. True story. I started thinking through this, this uh, sermon today and you know, I can't preach something I'm not practicing myself. So I start working through the thing. I'm like, I don't want to do a thing. I don't have time for this. And I don't <laughs> so all the, all the same excuses were popping in my head, all right? So I'm, going, I'm working through the worksheet and I, I'm going, oh, and I'm looking, scrolling through something and uh, I find this $15 expense. What is this $15 expense? What did I spend money on? And I notice it's been coming out for a long time. 
I track it down, track it down, track it down. Apparently, the wonderful people down here at Helene Street have been getting a magazine of Handyman Monthly. Do you know how long ago it was I moved away from Helene Street? It was six years ago. I've been paying for a magazine that I haven't read for six years. Now, you may go, man, Jared's stupid. You may be right. However, you do the same thing. (laughs) I say that because we've got areas, until we look it down, we start going down line by line, looking at the credit card statement, not trying to hide expenses. Because some of us, we fudge those numbers, right? We're like, oh, well, he doesn't really mean like the iTunes, the, the, the songs I bought. He doesn't mean the Starbucks. He doesn't mean this. He doesn't mean my cigarette purchases. He doesn't mean these things. Those, those, those are like, those are off to the side. No, bring those into the light. Put them on the piece of paper and go, holy cow. I spend more at Starbucks than I tithe. Whoops. And if that doesn't convict you, we got a problem. Because something that caloric intake that matters not at all. Some of you are like, Jared, you don't want to be around me unless I have that. You can drink free coffee or <laughs> really cheap coffee as well. I know. I'm sorry. Um, you look at that and we, 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 we consume trash. And then we look at how much we are investing in the kingdom of God and they don't get close. So we're saying that our Starbucks purchases are more important than the kingdom of God? If we're all in, that's not, cannot be. That's tough. But when we look line by line, we look at all these things and go, oh, wow. Huh. It starts working on us. It starts thinking about us. Am I really going to be all in? Do I want my fingers to be all messy with the kingdom of God? That the fingerprint of the kingdom of God is everywhere I go from what I eat, from what I drink, from how I love my kids to what I purchase for them for their birthdays to how I invest in the church to what car I drive to whatever it is. There's the fingerprints of the kingdom of God and all of that. And that really doesn't stop. That thinking of I'm all in doesn't have a point where I have arrived. We just continue to go dive into it deeper and deeper and deeper, and deeper. That may bug you. I need an endpoint, Jared. I need something subjective. I need, to a, I need to ace this test. That's not how this works. It's a relationship. You can't ace a relationship. Like, oh, I am the best husband ever. Well, not today, you aren't, buddy. Uh, so, you know, just as long as you think about that, it will be a fight that comes. That, never mind. Um, when we deal with our resources, specifically our time and our money, how are we investing in these things? Are we investing them in the kingdom of God? In the Old Testament, the standard was given from Abraham giving to Mechizedek. 10%, a tithe, that's where we get from it. That a 10% of, of whatever came in, the first 10% was given away, uh, given to, to God. It's a fantastic starting point. It's a fantastic um, ideal that we've been given throughout history. And the church has tried to adhere to this 10% idea. When you get to the New Testament, that seems like if you guys start thinking about 10% of your income, out of all the things to drop off this table, that was the best. Um, so when we start thinking about giving 10% of our income, we go, whoa, Jared, I don't, that's like the same as a car payment. 
Yeah. Now, the fun thing is, New Testament thinking was really not the ideal of 10% anymore. 10% kind of was a, a starting point. Because you can give, if you've been tithing your whole life, I've been tithing my whole life, 10%, I don't even think about it anymore. It's not actually that big of a sacrifice for me anymore. Because I've budgeted around it, it's, it's just, it's, it's 10% has gone. And so actually, I have to check my heart. Do I need to give more than that? Because in New Testament thinking, it's not about the number of 10%. It's about what is lordship of your heart. Not that I'm checking a box off, but is my heart all in for Christ? And you look at the scripture and you look at the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, I guarantee you, he's a good Jew. He did all the stuff he was supposed to do. I guarantee you gave 10% to the, to the temple. And Jesus looks at him and says, sell everything you have and then come follow me. Excuse me, I did the 10%. I did the decimal point. I did what I was supposed to do. Don't tell me to sell it. No, sell everything you, you have and then come follow me. And he went away sad. Because it wasn't about this legalistic, give me something I can manage, boom, boom, here. It was about my, leveraging what was in my heart. Some of us need to take a hard look at that. If we're really going to make this choice, going to make this decision, I'm going to be all in. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does it affect the decisions we make? The money we spend. The things we say yes to and the things that we say no to. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where are you putting the treasure of your life? Where are you putting the treasure of your life? Is it in your reputation at work? Where do you spend the most amount of your resources, being your time and your treasure, your money? Is it your reputation at work? Is it your pleasure here on earth? Is it in your children's happiness? Satisfying the whims that you have? These are all decently good things. I didn't bring up big sinful things that are like going to destroy your life. Your kid's happiness, pretty high on the list of things you want to do, right? However, your kid can become your God very easily with where your treasure is and not God himself. There are times you got to say no and it breaks your heart. Bowen has been saving for a switch for months. He's been doing extra chores. He has been selling things. He sold some Pokemon cards. You know that he's serious if he sold a Pokemon card. Uh, he has been doing all kinds of stuff to try to get this switch. He's getting close. And so I had, I create, I'm not pro any um, political party with a statement. It just adds to the joke, okay? Disclaimer in this environment at the moment. I made my son a libertarian this week. Because he said, I'm getting close, Dad. I got 50 more dollars to go. I was like, awesome. It's like, have you accounted for tax? You need, to, you need to save X more dollars so you can pay for tax. He looked at me like I was the dumbest person on the planet. What are you talking about? I was like, yeah. We have to pay money to the government to buy something? Yep. Don't you have to pay, pay money when you earn money? Yep. 
it's Illinois, you really are taxed on breathing. So that's the thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we have one more libertarian in the world because of my son. Because the, I, the audacity of like, what is this? And, and having to think through that and what that looks like and what does that mean? And oh my goodness. The intensity of I'm all in to buy this switch and then the cheese got moved a little bit. And it's like, okay, I got to readjust it. I'll go after that. Happens all the time. But for us, when we're all in for something, we're not going to let little distractions get us in the way. When we look at what we're doing for the kingdom of God, are we going to let little distractions get us in the way? Road bumps on the way. I sure hope that we can take a hard look at the way in which we're spending our time, the way in which we're spending our resources, and say, you know what? I don't need that stuff. Some of the things that, and if you pray through your budget, if you do the whole Dave Ramsey thing, and then take some time, stop, and pray through it. Is this how you want me to allocate these funds? This is how I read scripture. I'm not equating your budget to scripture, but this is how you, let, you can let God work in your life. You read scripture, you take a, um, this is a, just a t- way you can do it. Take a, a chunk of scripture. John 3.16 to, you know, just the whole chapter. Sit there with a highlighter, a pen. Read it one time. Then read it over again the second time. Highlight any verses, any, any sentences, any words that pop out at you. Just underline them. And then read it a third time and pray, like, God, why do you want, why is this highlighted to me? Why is this jumping off the page to me? And then journal down whatever God's saying to you. Think about That's an ancient practice. It's called Lectio Divina. Um, it's been around since monks have been around, but it's a beautiful way in which to read the scripture. Do the same thing with your budget. Okay? Write everything down. Pray through it. God, is this what you needed me to do? If anything jumps off of, out at you, highlight it and go, okay, and then go through it again. Say, all right, everything on here, everything looks aligned. Don't lie on your budget. Ah, oh, we're only going to spend $50 a month on medical stuff. No, you're not. It's not. Don't take money away from your medical expenditures because you want to you know, do some sort of hobby. Because <laughs> then you're, just, you're going to dig yourself in a hole and then you won't have any money because you know, one prescription will, will sink $50 a month. Shoot, buying cold medicine will sink $50 a month. I got three kids right now in flu season. It'll sink. <laughs> you know, it'll sink that. Mucinex's stock is rising right now. But look at your, your budget. Pray through it. Whatever highlights. And say, God, why did you have that jump off the page at me? Is it because it needs to be invested in more? Because it needs to be invested in less? And ask for guidance through that. And watch and adjust your budget on what the Lord is, is, is leading you in that. That may mean your giving changes. That may mean what you have your children involved in starts to change. That may mean what you do in your spare time needs to start changing. That... I don't know what that looks like for you. But we need to take an honest, prayerful approach to our budget and to how we look at that. Do the same thing with your time management sheet. Look through it. God, is this what you want me want from me? Is this how you want my time allocated? There's some major life changes. If we're truly going to be all in, we need to look and examine this. Where, Lord, we talked last week in John 15 about pruning it. Where do I need to be pruned? Where does this stuff need to be cut out? Because also in John 15, anything that doesn't bear fruit gets what? Cut away and thrown into the fire. That does not sound fun. Don't sign me up for that one. 
I don't even want to be pruned. But I really don't want to be thrown in the fire. Because once you're pruned, then you can grow more fruit. And as we handle this fruit today, as we think about that, what are our fingertips? What are we touching? What are we leaving a mark on? Because that's really where I want to, I want to conclude today with what are we leaving our, our, you know, our grape and blackberry fingerprinted marks on? Right? What is this lasting on? If we were three years old and whatever we touched had a little kingdom of God smudged on it, what does that look like? So let me ask you some questions. What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave behind? Can't take it with us. What do you want to leave behind? When you die, we all will. What is your legacy? Can you do me a favor? Make it really easy to do your funeral. What's your legacy? Now, that's a weird part of this job, right? I look out here and go, you know, something happened. I got to do their funeral. I got to start thinking about that thing. I got little, little obituaries written on all of you. <laughs> Some of you only got like one line, so come on, let's get it together. Yeah, yeah okay. I got to, I got to, that's what keeps me up at night. Three o'clock in the morning, you're thought of, you're prayed for. I'm writing your obituary. <laughs> You're perfectly healthy, but that's fine. <laughs> when you die, what's your legacy? What are you leaving behind? Make it easy. Make it fun. Make it stand out. Make people laugh and cry at your funeral. Because of all the lives that you've touched. Because of all the kingdom of God fingerprints that are everywhere. You can't take your time with you. You can't take your money with you. When you go to college, what lives will you change while you're, while you're here? Because you will go to college. Well, some of you will. Others, you're a little past that. It's okay. When you go to college, what lives are you changing here? What are you affecting here? I know it feels like it's the end of the world. When you go to college, I have an actual receipt in a frame with a picture of a bunch of my friends. It says, the last supper. It's the last time we were together. You know what? It was the last time together. I don't even talk to those people anymore. But when you go to college, when you leave, what kind of, what kind of legacy are you leaving? For me, pretty much the rest of my life has been trying to undo the damage I did when I was in high school. If you move to another state, work called, you're moving. You got to go. Would there be a void here? Make it so everyone misses those fingerprints. That there's fruit so abundantly 
where you were planted right now, that there's a void when you leave. There are people, <clears throat> and your, the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God can always grow to replace whatever is lost. It's divine, it's active, it's alive. But there's people that just, they exude, they exude fruit. One of these people will be coming to share it with us at the women's conference. Her name's Jennifer Walker. She produces fruit on a regular basis with her, just her smile. But uh, <clears throat> she's, she'll be coming for the women's conference and ladies, you want to be a part of this. Because when we moved away from, from Georgia, there was a void in my life that was Jennifer Walker. That was part of the pruning process. When you look back at your life, you look at the state of life that you're in right now, are there the fingerprints of the kingdom of God? Is it just like you've been jumping into this fruit and smearing your hands everywhere you go? Folks, how we allocate our resources of our time and our treasure directly determines who is Lord of our life. And some of us for far too long, Lord of our life has been something other than God. We talk a good game, we walk through it, we act like it, but if you look at our time management, you look at our budget, the really nitty gritty of the important things in our lives, it ain't right. Something I need to do as a leader, something you need to do as someone who's saying I'm all in for Christ. Let's pray this morning. God, thank you so much for today. And I thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your kingdom of God. Lord, I, I, I thank you that for the opportunity that we get to participate in all that you're doing. Lord, I would ask you to give us your sight, your discernment this week as we look through our time, how we spend our days. Lord, as we look through how we spend our money and say, God, this is what I need to do differently. Would you make it blatantly clear if we're supposed to support a ministry, that we support a ministry. If it's blatantly clear we need to readjust our hobbies and, and how we spend our time, would you... There wouldn't even be a question, Lord. Would you just break through any walls that we throw up? God, we want our heart to be fully in you. We want it to be all in, in the kingdom of God. Lord, we try to walk this tightrope of serving two masters, and it's exhausting. So Lord, today we want to choose to follow you and say we're all in. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.